I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Committed to him in everything I do believe he'll come again. And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham. Hello everybody, this is the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder. This is Lynn Weeder, and fear is not okay. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about fear and looking at it, examining it, what it is, what it isn't, uh, where it is, what it does, what it produces in your life, and we're going to continue that study this week. And so, first of all, we're going to start off with a word of prayer because we need help. <laughs> you need help. We all need help in, in revelation of any little trace of fear that might be left in our lives, and we gotta get it out. It's gotta happen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for showing us, revealing to us, any remnant of fear in our lives about anything. You were so clear in your word in Philippians to have no anxiety about anything. Thank God you didn't allow any wiggle room. <laughs> that was so clear, and we thank you for showing us how to do that and unveiling to us the hidden things and the hidden operations of fear in our lives. We praise you. We give you the glory for every deliverance in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You know, fear is not exactly the same as being afraid. Uh, the, well, it's as the emotion of being afraid. Matter of fact, Satan would actually rather you not feel afraid as far as fright. Um, because fear, just like faith, is a force and it works. It's all, always working, continually working. So if you knew you were drawing something negative into your life, you would stop. Yeah, exactly. And there's, and, and he, he, Satan loves to deceive and he loves to cloud the issue so that you can't see that what you're doing over here is connected to what you're experiencing in life over here. Because if he can keep you from seeing that, then he can keep you from fixing it. Okay? So it's a trap. It's a trap. He's, a, he's the fowler. He fouls things up all over the place. And, but Psalm, that's why Psalm 91 says we're delivered from the snare, the trap of the fowler. Um, and it's, you know, I see that a lot, particularly, well, it's, it's always been in every generation. Mm -hmm. Um People just don't see the, the, the connection. Well, what difference does it make if I say this and do this and, and act like that? And then some catastrophe happens, and they're like, God, why'd you allow this to happen? Well, he didn't. He gave you his word that said, don't do this, don't do this, do this, do this. 
And when you violate that, then it gives Satan entrance and right to produce disasters and catastrophes and sicknesses and diseases. And sometimes it's just a, just a flat-out attack of the devil, mm -hmm. you know. But m the majority of the time, it's seed, time, and harvest. But then he seeks whom he may devour. And so he's always, you know, checking and trying and testing. It may just be a flat-out attack. But if there's no fear there, then you can just go to the Father in peace and hear more clearly, Lord, what, what's, what's going on here? Is this an attack? Is this something that I need to repent from doing something else? Is it, you know? But you're not all, you're not all in turmoil and, and confusion. You're in a place where you can hear the leading of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. None of that was in the notes. <laughs> but, but hey, hey it, if there wasn't anything else said the whole broadcast, it was worth that. Praise God. Well, let's go back. We talked about what faith is. We talked about what fear is because it's a reciprocal. And so we examined that. And then we started looking at the principles of operation. Because if you've got a reciprocal, it's the same force. It operates by the same laws, but in an opposite direction. And so if you look at how one thing works, you can see how the other thing works. And so we started looking at that, and we looked at how faith comes, which was hearing by the hearing of the Word of God, which tells us how fear comes. It's by hearing and hearing of the lies of the devil which is rampant nowadays. All you got to do is turn on the news program and there it is or social media or just anywhere. Turn around and people are talking about it. Then we looked at how, how faith is developed by meditating on the word of God, putting it in your mouth, keeping it before your eyes. And that's how fear is developed because it's a reciprocal force. But what we didn't do yet, and I want to go ahead and start off this broadcast by doing it. We didn't look at some of the scriptural examples of the fear. So, first of all, let's look at Matthew chapter 14. Now, this is the account of Peter walking on the water. Yes, he did walk on the water. Don't be down on Peter. Let's see you get out of the boat, bless God. <laughs> he walked on the water. Actually, he walked on the Word of God, but Physically speaking, he walked on the, on the water. So let's look at Matthew chapter 14, and we'll look at verse 30 just to keep it short, <laughs> short as I can. Um, okay, well, all right, let's back up to 27. Mm -hmm. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. It's all through the word. You just can't get away from it. Fear not. Fear, the exact phrase, fear not, is used 60 times in the word. If you extend that to be not afraid, be not fearful and all that stuff, it's over 360 times in the word. Be not afraid. Okay. Jesus said, be it as I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, he just said it was him. Okay, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. What else is he going to say? Peter just said, if it's you, what's he going to say? It's not me. And he's not going to say, no, Peter, you don't have enough faith for this. No, you won't catch Jesus short-circuiting your faith. Well, even when you're teaching kids to walk, 
You're like, come on, you can do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Have they done it yet, ever? No. Are you encouraging them to build, to grow, to act on it? Because they don't learn how to walk until they try, until they're encouraged, until you're there cheering them on, encouraging them to do it. Right. So Jesus says, he just simply says, come. And when Peter was come down out of the boat, he walked on the water. He walked on the water (laughs) to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was Afraid. Afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand, caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, why did you doubt? But at least this time he didn't say, where is your faith? He said, (laughs) you got a little faith. (laughs) Yeah, you walked, you walked. (laughs) Um, That's... Isn't it fascinating, though, in verse 30? But when he saw the wind boisterous, he... Now, look at this. Look at this. Is fashioning his world. He was afraid, began to sink. He walked out on come. He's walking on the water. He listened to his fisherman's mind that said, Hey, it's windy. The waves are high. That's bad news. It's not safe. It had... Go find the calmest day you can find. Glass water. And see if you can walk on it. Had nothing to do with what he was doing. But his fisherman brain was talking to him Mm -hmm. and said, uh, no, this is unsafe conditions. It said wisdom says go home. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's... Now, see, now, see, I wasn't going to deal with that for a while yet. But it fits with this. It does. It does. So many people use the excuse, well, it's just wisdom to not be out there while the wind's um, blowing like this. Well, now, I'm talking about now, in our current <laughs> yes. situation. Well, it's just not wisdom to be among people. It's just wisdom to wear a mask. It's just wisdom to get the vaccine. You have to be led. Okay, now see, all of those statements are true. Hey, I'll be the first one to tell you. If the Lord told you, and you knew that the Lord told you to put a mask on or get a vaccine. Get a vaccine. Absolutely. But the problem is. They're not listening to God. They're listening to the news and social media and friends and family. And putting corresponding action to the fear and the lies of the devil. That's where the problem is. And the problem is people have started using that because of fear. They say, well, you know, you got to use wisdom about this. Instead of just fessing up and saying, I'm scared. (laughs) You know, John G. Lay could have used that same thing. When the plague, John G. Lay, for those who aren't familiar, John G. Lake was in South Africa when the plague, the plague, millions and millions of dead people hit South Africa. 
It was about a third of the population, wasn't it? I believe it. Yeah, right. I, it wasn't I believe it was less numbers. than one percent. It was a third <laughs> of the population. Oh dear Lord. Anyway, now it in, to, in today's word of faith vernacular, mm -hmm. it would have been perfectly reasonable and encouraged for him to say, "Well." <clears throat> Now, I need to use a little wisdom here. I don't need to be out here helping bury these people, praying over the sick and things like that. I mean, you know, wisdom wisdom would say I, I need to keep my distance here. I can pray like this. Yes, yeah, right. You, the word says <laughs> I can send the word. And you can. And you can. You absolutely can. But what's going on in here? He could have just said, no, wisdom says, I'm not, no, no, I ain't getting near that stuff. But no. No, the word says, and what was going on in here was the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus keeps me free from the law of sin and death. And he went out there and he had compassion on the people and he helped bury the dead and he helped pray for the sick. And when they came to him and said, why aren't you getting sick? All the scientists, he said, well, um, and he quoted him that scripture, the glory to God, the law of the spirit of life himself. They didn't have anything to do with him. Anybody could have done that that would have just done it and not used wisdom. Anyway, they said, oh, I don't believe that. If you believe it or not, get some of that froth off the dead person put it under the microscope, teeming with plague bacteria, oh, and just everywhere. He said, all right, smear it on my hand. Put it on his hand. He said, all right, put it back under the microscope. All the bacteria was dead. The spirit of life killed what the law of sin and death produced when it was acted upon in faith mm -hmm. and not fear. That's the difference. You, yes, mm. be led but be faithful and truthful to yourself and to God and right in the devil's face. If you're not being led, don't say you're being led. Just say, I'm scared. <laughs> God, help me. And get and, in the Word. Yeah, work on fixing it. Yeah, listen to these broadcasts. Get in the Word. Okay, where were we now? <laughs> so, Peter. Peter, mm -hmm. Peter listened. Peter was looking at the things in front of his eyes instead of listening to that word. Listening to the word. Now, let's look somewhere else. Let's look in the first covenant at Job chapter 1. And let's just look in verse 5. Um, you know, I'm in the Amplified Classic, but I think I'll go over to King James. Verse 5, and it was so when the days of their feasting, this, their, his kids, his children, were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be. <laughs> he didn't know it was. It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus, Job did continually. It may be. I don't know, but I'm worried about it. I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking they're messing up. I guess I better, I guess I better make a, a sacrifice. 
I don't know if that sacrifice worked. I better make another one. Oh, man, it might be that they're they sinning again. again. Yeah, exactly. So he's meditating. He's meditating. He's meditating. He's meditating. Now, let's see another example. So he's listening to the word of the devil. They may be sinning. They may be sinning. They may be sinning. Peter's listening to the words, okay? Scriptural examples. The fear is coming. The fear is coming. He's, he was afraid. Peter was afraid immediately. Now, let's go to Numbers chapter 13. Are you there already? Yes. Um, I just want to read. Well, go ahead and start there. At 27. Mm-hmm. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou saidst us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land in the south, and the Hittites and Jebusites and Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea of the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land though which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great statute. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which came come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Keep going. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Good. Notice, did you notice that? Did you hear it? They're meditating on this all night long. That night. Well, now, now we're not just now we're not just hearing from a few spies that went in the land. Now the whole congregation is meditating on these lies. And, and they, don't, they brought back, it's caused it an evil report. Well, and something to consider here is they sent 12 spies. Two of them said, yeah, let's go do it. We can. The other 10, the majority were saying, no, you're ignoring these facts. You're ignoring the fact that we're going to all be slaughtered because these are giants. These are warriors that we're going up against. Well, they were giants. There were warriors. But the two spies that were not speaking evil were saying, but God sent his word and we can stand on that and we can go take it. This just came up inside me. You know what the 10 were saying? We need to use wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were saying. They saw these big old giants in their armament and all that stuff. And they're like, hey, uh, now look now. Prudence and wisdom would say, uh, no, we're not going over there. Mm -hmm. 
when God said, I've given you the land. What would wisdom say? Well, wisdom, true wisdom, would say, yeah, God said we're giving them the land. I don't know how, but God well, said. True wisdom is what happened eventually where they prayed and said, okay, God, how do we take this city? Okay, God, how do we defeat this group? How do we do the next step? That's true wisdom. <laughs> so you just see the tens. I'm being led not to go. <laughs> it was... Yeah. I mean, if we're being real, I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, that's what we hear a lot of these days. Anyway. <clears throat> people are just trying to get you killed from whatever's going if, on. Yeah, if uh, you just name whatever. They come up with new Versions. variants of whatever. So, all right. So now we've mm. seen examples of both. Now, how is faith applied? And I don't think we're going <laughs> to, still don't think we're going to make it all the way through this thing today. But. Go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. We're going to read two scriptures back to back. Uh, you can go to Mark 11. Okay. Romans chapter 4. Now, this is the way God operates. We're going to see this. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Wherefore, it is of faith. Okay, this is faith here that it might be by grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made thee. And when he said that, he hadn't. I mean, not physically, but God already had. Just like he told the children of Israel, I have given you this land. I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Mark eleven twenty two through 24. And Jesus answered, saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever thing he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any. Praise God. Now you mm. see how faith is applied. Now you got some. I'm going to give you some homework, okay? Because we're going to, we are going to continue. There's going to be another part because <laughs> the Holy Ghost just brings things, keeps bringing things out. Now you see how faith is applied, okay? And you know the law of reciprocal, okay? So how would fear be applied? We see calling things that be not as though they were. We see say it and believe it. So what would the reciprocal could, would be to that? And find some biblical examples because we're going to go over some uh, next time. Okay? So it's good stuff, isn't it? Oh, man. Have you, have you learned some stuff today? Praise God. I even learned. I, I learned some stuff. You know, you always learn something. You always learn more when you're preaching something than, <laughs> than when That's you study it. That's a basic it. concept. You learn when you teach others. Absolutely. Praise God. Well, we're almost out of time for this week. Uh, we got some things that you need to know about. And uh, we're so honored and privileged 
that our son is helping us out. He's in the ministry, praise God, strong in faith. And he's going to come and visit with you a little bit. And then Lynn and I are going to be right back. And we're going to, to talk to you about a couple things here at the end. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Weeder. And uh, you just heard an amazing message today, a message of faith, a message of the, the gospel, Jesus. And uh, we wanted to give an opportunity for you today that if you feel it on your heart to, to give, to do so. I'll open your Bibles with me here today in, uh, to the book of Philippians in chapter 4. We'll be starting in verse 15. It says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account." Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things you sent to me, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that's what happens when you give. When you give to the gospel, it is a sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord. As it says here, it's at the very beginning, it's the sharing and the spreading of the gospel, touching lives, touching hearts, just being a blessing and sharing the good news of Jesus to others. And in response, God provides. It's seed time and harvest, giving and receiving, sowing and reaping. And today we want to give you that opportunity in doing so, in giving and donating to the spread of the gospel here the spread of the word, teaching faith and blessings. And in response, God has abound, abundance abounding toward you, supplying all your need. And again, it is that sweet-smelling aroma. It is sharing the gospel. And we want to thank you for doing so, for giving, for donating, touching lives through this donation and this offering. And we do appreciate it. We thank you for it. And say it with me. Jesus is Lord. Hey, well, praise God. I tell you what, let Lynn and I pray over you today uh, as you sow into the ministry, what in, into what the Lord has called us to do. Father, we're so grateful. We receive the seeds sown into this ministry. We plant them deep into the ground of David Weeder Ministries. And, sir, we believe that we are right in the last of the last days. And your word says that in these days, the reaper will be walking side by side with the sower, which means a quick, immediate harvest. You also said there's nobody that has given into the kingdom and into the word that won't receive a hundredfold now in this time. Lynn and I join our faith and release our faith with the people for their hundredfold return right now, this very day, in the name of Jesus. Praise Amen. God. Hey, until next week, don't forget, God loves you. We love you. He's always for you, and so are we. 
and Jesus is Lord. Thank you partners and friends for helping make this broadcast possible. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. You can also listen to our broadcast on iTunes. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380. Join us again next time on the Covenant Living Broadcast.